and you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I would like to tell you why you should continue to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn, but I don't really have reasons. You'll have to come up with your own. Oh, hey, this is black and it's 
Good morning. This is Crime Talk BK here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And these are your hosts, Joanna Perpich, along with Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, so I know every episode is a very special episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But we're going to do a music episode. Um, We've just been feeling the songs in our hearts. And uh, so... Uh, that was just This Is America by Childish Gambino. And uh, if you, yeah, everyone probably knows him from uh, Donald Glover from Community. Yes, I know who he is. But yeah. I never, I don't, I never heard his music. So that was good though. He's amazing. Uh, I listened to a lot of his, a lot of Childish Gambino when I was a freshman in college. Um, he took out, he made this like one CD and he's like very like rap, hip hop Uh, But his first album was, like, very silly and clever. Mm -hmm. And his second album is, like, punch you in the gut, like, talk about the issues. Um, And his music videos are amazing. He can dance. He's cute, too. Yeah, he is cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so plug Childish Gambino. kind of delicious. Kind of. (laughs) Just a little bit. Oh, I would be... Donald Glover, if you want to be friends with me... (laughs) Here are, my, here are my dates. Give us, give us a call. <laughs> all, all the time. 928-9732. Donald Glover, please call into Radio Free Brooklyn. You have two fangirls. Uh-huh. Whew, that went in a direction I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> That's the kind of day we're going to have. Because I, I have no phone, no notes. I'm feeling very naked over here. So it's just going to be a chat with music today. Yeah. Um, but the music is going to be about uh, politics, revolution, social change. Yep, the vibe that we're feeling. Mixing up the system. Imminent impeachment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, but first, let's do some announcements and a very brief news of the week. All right, so... As I'm hoping you guys all know, but maybe if you're new, you don't, Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit. Every single person here is a volunteer. And we are so thrilled and honored to be a part of the Radio Free Brooklyn family. Yes, ma'am. Um, but it needs a little bit more than heart to keep it going. We need some of your chang. Yes, please give us cash. <laughs> okay. Um, so we invite you to make a donation. It can be one time. You can set up a monthly pledge, which is amazing. Uh, please just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. That is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And uh, yeah, we're really excited for you guys to come and uh, participate a bit more in the Radio Free Brooklyn family Mm -hmm. through your money. Give it. (laughs) Give it to me. Us. Us. The organization. The organization. I mean, we wouldn't mind accepting personal donations, like just hand me a 20, but... You know, I'm down with it. But, um, <laughs> hey, Mom. Uh, but, yeah. We want a studio to be able to come to once in a while. Yeah, I mean, to, if you think about it, Radio Free Brooklyn actually is this really awesome organization. They're promoting uh, local artists and all the shows, uh, sending love letters to famous uh, pop stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very New York-centric. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but like in a good way. Like we uh, really care about the community and we do try to um, make sure that we're improving it and not just being like weirdo gentrifiers. Right. So come support us. All right. So time for news of the week. Oh, let me see. Uh you want to hear about, uh, oh, so this actually isn't an official news of the week because I don't have any notes in front of me. So I'm basically just making this off, up off of a Facebook post I read on Perfect. the subway. But apparently, um, I think it was the Fulton Street subway, you know, like that really big one. Downtown. Yeah. yeah. But it was like one of those uh, larger subway systems in the financial district. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MTA has spent thousands of dollars to uh, put cameras up over the turnstiles to catch uh the jumpers jumpers yeah and so everyone on facebook is like great we're so glad that you're spending like five hundred thousand dollars on six cameras and then also like going after uh like rushed teenagers (laughs) who are you know primarily of uh the minority class number one number two you can't get a fucking subway to work five days a week Oh my goodness, I was stuck in the L and it was like if you were in the front of the train, you could literally see the station. Oh God, that's the worst. For like 10 minutes. It took me an hour and a half to get to work the other day. Uh, above ground, weather was fine, nothing big happening. But they there's this signal problem on the Manhattan Bridge for two days. Two days. The MTA saw a ghost. Ugh. They got scared, had to put on the emergency brakes. Good Lord. That was painful. Yeah. So, uh, Mary de Blasio. No, um, he, he's out. Oh, he's, he's leaving. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my God, I don't know who the mayor is. No. <laughs> to give me a panic attack. No, no. He's still there, but he's, he's not going to be the mayor. Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Oof. <God>. Okay. <laughs> No, thank you. He's more concerned about 16-ounce sodas. Uh, there's also talk of Bloomberg running for president. There's been some chatter. Well, it's a little late now. Ugh. Beto work just dropped out. I saw that last night. And then he's not running for Senate, which I get because losing three elections in a row, that's gnarly. But also, uh, I hope he like stays in Texas politics. I feel a little bad, though, because I was definitely one of those people that really wanted him to run for president because I loved it so much when he was running for Texas. And then we got like Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren. And I'm just like, oh, you mean the 5000 people running for president on the Democratic side? <laughs> I- yeah, but like Beto work is very impressive in Texas. He is maybe somewhat run of the mill on a national platform. I, I agree. I think that Beto will serve better at a local level. Whatever, whatever locality it is, he's he's great, and I, I do love him as uh, sort of a renegade politician. But he's not ba- born for the Oval Office. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like maybe in like ten or so years, but I think Texas, especially, you can make a huge difference. And Texas is so big mm-hmm. and so influential on a national level. That's true. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but we wish you. Um, All the love to Beto. Yeah. All right. So let me go back on with my uh, actual news that I've looked up. Oh, so this is really gross. Uh, Are you ready for this? Awesome. Okay. So uh, this is about like sex trafficking of young girls. Just to give you a heads up. And it's not Epstein related? 
Okay. No, there's a lot of scumbags out there. Yes. All right. So uh, on Tuesday, there was a uh, New York Post labeled it a bombshell lawsuit. It's sure, certainly disgusting. Uh, $10 million suit against uh, two uh, hotel chains uh, for turning a blind eye to fairly rampant, obvious sex trafficking. Mm. So. Okay. Of a 10-year-old girl. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, so she was uh, raped, tortured, beaten, uh, basically, um, truly, like, sold into sex slavery um, at these uh, two motels. And one of them is in Jamaica, Queens, and the other one is the Bronx. So it's the Howard Johnson in Jamaica and the Wyndham. Okay, first of all, I didn't know Hojo still existed. (laughs) Yeah, so it's Howard Johnson, which is owned by, uh, like, the Wyndham Hotel Corporation. Okay. And then an Econo Lodge. In the Bronx. Ew. Is where this was happening. Yeah. And uh, she was held captive um, from 2006 to 2009. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, from 10 to 13. And um, so... Who's who's suing on her behalf? Is it the state? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, who filed the lawsuit? I don't actually know. I think that the could be the state on her behalf. It doesn't say who filed it. Uh, she's just listed as like the plaintiff. Yeah, she's now in her twenties. <coughs> and uh, so basically, what happened was she was in the foster system. It is not a great place to be. She ran away, and uh, she kind of got in with these sex traffickers who were grooming her. They were like taking her to the mall, buying things, offering her stability. They were offering her kind of like this, like family, we're going to watch out for you. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led to another. And uh, she was uh, being like forced into sex work, like many, many times a day, every day for years. And, uh, it's just really horrendous. Like the uh, Econo Lodge in the Bronx had a bowl of free condoms on the front desk <gasps> for her clients. Well, clients, I mean, they're I'm not. Under, oh, God. The Econo Lodge is just in my mind. This is, I'm just opining here, people. Uh, it just gives me that vibe of we're, we'll give you an hourly rate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like, you have this girl who's there with, like, these, like, much older people than her, and everything just looks shady. No one sounds the alarm, right? Yeah, she's probably looking really upset, or God knows if they were giving her drugs to, like, zonk her out or something. Um, Clear physical abuse. Uh, Let me see, what else? Oh, uh, if they didn't have enough money to pay a condo lodge, um, the person, like, the trafficker would let the hotel staff uh, rape her. <gasps> so there's like no way the hotel did not know what was going on. Oh my <clears throat> fucking God. Yeah. Three years. Oh, and they put a paper bag on her head too to like take her to the hotels. So she doesn't really know where, where she's she at. Is, yeah. So guys, if you're like on the subway and then there's like this older sketchy guy who looks scary and then a young girl with a bag on her head, maybe you should call the cops. Alert somebody. Yeah. And hey, if they offer you sex because you can't pay your bill, how about say no? Maybe don't have sex with a 10 to 13 year old like ever. Oh, 
God. I'm disgusted. I know. I know. Well, this one was like so hard. I almost couldn't read the whole article. And I'm like skating over details. Mm. Um, But yeah, like <laughs> really sue these hotels. You know, like arrest everyone. Sue these hotels. This arrest is so everybody at the O'Connell. Everybody at the O'Connell Lodge. Everybody. Yeah. For complicit. At least at the minimum for being complicit. Yeah, and like, again, the Howard Johnson as well in Jamaica, Queens. I'm just going to say these hotels' names over and over so absolutely no one ever goes to them and maybe they'll go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Hojo is actually, well, it's probably a franchise, but if it's actually owned by the Wyndham, then they'll... Because that's who they're suing is like the parent company. Yeah, because that's where all the deep pockets are. Yeah. Yeah. So, girl, I hope you pretty get $10 million. Sh- Pretty sure that the owner of the Hojo isn't worth $10 million. Maybe not. Pretty sure. Uh, but you can meet, read more details about the lawsuit at the New York Post. Um, so on a somewhat stranger note, slightly happier, um, on Halloween, um, a crowd in uh, Brownsville trashed a police car that was just seen on the street. <laughs> so I do have slightly conflicting feelings about this because the police were answering a domestic violence call, which, uh, as we know, police usually don't handle very well. So, I mean, it's good that they're even out there trying to talk to people about it. Well. But that said, I don't know. A cop car being on the side of the road at Halloween. I'm a cynic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, let me see. Uh, so, uh, Halloween goers shouted, uh, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> As they were trashing the car. They literally oh. were just like upending like trash cans on top of the car. Like a scene out of the crow. Yeah, and like screaming, like waving their hands in the air, kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, w- what's it called? It's not like the winnowing, but it's like where everyone, there's like no laws for 24 hours. Oh. Uh, they did a the Rick purge? And, yeah, the purge. I was like, they did that Rick and Morty episode about yeah. it. <laughs> it reminds me of, because I, on Halloween, I, because I didn't have, I was sad and I didn't have a phone, so I just sadly drank wine and watched the crow. And it totally reminds me of, uh, Devil's Night in that movie. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, so Devil's Night in Detroit, and there's all of these like arsons going on, and they're and they're torching cars and businesses and whatever. And, and there's this group of criminals, and they stand by their fires, and they go fire it up, fire it up, with their aunt, hands waving in the air. Very. Yeah. Uh, there are also like a ton of people like taking phone calls. People were are, are taking videos. People were like chucking eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is like, man, have you ever tried to clean out a clean off a dried egg? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> gnarly. It's, it's gross. Also, I love it because this was taking place at like seven p.m. <laughs> they weren't even drunk. Uh, well, maybe, maybe <laughs> just going for it. Some people had the day off; they could have been day drinking. Yeah. Uh, so police on Friday uh, were like, bah, no one has respect for authority anymore. Bah. Uh, and I'm just like, well, you guys shoot people. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Can you hear the, the sounds of the smallest pity violin playing? Yeah, I don't even think the cars took any damage. It's Whatever. like just take it through a car wash. Uh, expressing discontent. <laughs> you know who else is expressing discontent? Donald Trump. The house. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, so also on Halloween, um, anonymously, on, on, as crows fly in the background, ravens, I guess, and Nancy Pelosi standing at the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the House voted to formalize the impeachment inquiry yeah. procedures. And uh, so the votes uh, were 
very like down party lines. Uh, there are two Democrats, uh, reps Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey and Colin Peterson of Minnesota, uh, who actually voted against it. I'm very disappointed in the Democrat from Minnesota, but he's the dick bag, according to my my local friends. So it's fine. Yeah. So um, and I was listening to uh, the uh, NPR politics podcast and they said that uh those two Democrats were elected in communities that typically are quite conservative. So I think for them, it's they felt a little bit more tenuous. But I mean, I I'm and I should have done this research before, but I think the guy from Minnesota may have taken over Michelle Bachman's slot. Mm-hmm. Who is she's a loon, like a legitimate Minnesota loon. <laughs> oh, and if you don't know, girl, I'll cover it next week. Um, I just got really distracted. Uh, on the border of Minnesota, there's a place called Loon Lake. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining like tons of Mich- Michelle Bachman's like sunbathing in it. Yeah. Yeah. With that loon call. She, I mean, she's a neoconservative Christian who just touts the weirdest, weirdest, craziest shit as po- yeah. as political. But she got ousted in the last election. So I think this was him, but it is a very conservative district. Yeah. Uh, now, I could be way off base, but it would make sense. But uh, this resolution, you know, I think it's a little surprising to me because it actually benefits the Republicans quite a bit because basically what it does is it increases transparency to the proceedings and it gives Republicans more leeway to participate. Well, okay. So. Before the vote, the Republicans are going, it's all private. Me, 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 me. Whiny, whiny, whiny. Now that it's going to be public, no, no, no. We don't want this. It can't be public. This is wrong. This is a travesty of justice. Make up your goddamn mind. Yeah. And I mean, I understand, like, I just think back about what I've read about, like, Bill Clinton. And honestly, like, I think that what Bill Clinton did was incredibly scummy and was not well he was tampering with witnesses and the jennifer flowers thing too so it wasn't just okay i guess people just don't hear about that as much no i mean people forget about it because it was it was shrouded by monica poor monica Lewinsky. i mean he lied under oath about that but he was also witness tampering which was the big that was the big deal Mm -hmm. well it's just kind of like okay you're a president maybe like don't do things that are super illegal Well, Bill Clinton just needed to learn to keep it in his pants and then he wouldn't have to witness tamper or Monica Lewinsky. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I don't think it's wrong for us to expect our leaders to represent the country well. You mean, how about just having a moral compass that that works, you know, that still points to true north? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but it's just upsetting to me that impeachment, which is basically us being like, you're really bad at this job. Mm -hmm. It upsets me that that is becoming partisan. Um, and I mean, I guess it always was partisan and it truly is like a political act. Bill Clinton, I mean, Bill Clinton's, it was totally partisan. Like, you know, yeah. if you listen to what Lindsey Graham was saying back then. Yeah, but it's like, I don't think Bill Clinton should have been partisan. I don't think this should be partisan either. It's oh. And Nixon certainly shouldn't have been. I'm not entirely sure if Nixon even was partisan. I'm not really up on the Nixon stuff, to be uh, honest. It it what Nixon what it was a different bag he you know 
recorded all the phone calls and raided the DNC office. And so I think that I think that was the last time parties got together and like, you know, this is real fucked up. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, Bill Clinton, if you listen to what Lindsey Graham was saying back when Bill uh, was being being impeached, it, it's the exact opposite of what he's saying now. No, I totally get that. But I also think that um, I guess my point bringing up Clinton is, is that this is something that both parties have struggled with in terms of this like bipartisan divide thing. And you know, I don't think it should be. It's, I don't think it should be either. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about the, our very own our very democracy. Like we're talking about this man who has called foreign governments to help him win the next election, to dig up dirt on all of his opponents, to he's he's still in, he's enriching himself by uh, staying at uh, Mar-a-Lago because uh, all of the security teams have to pay. The government has to pay. We have to pay for all those people to stay there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Mike Pence, when he went to Ireland, stayed 180 miles away at a Trump golf course and then had to take a flight into a meeting to see uh, was it the president or the prime minister. I don't remember. But I mean, talk, let's, there's a myri- there's a long list of unjust enrichment and the emoluments clause. We could have gotten them on that. But now, na- you know, Nancy Pelosi, rightfully so, waited for a bigger, a bigger hook, a bigger fish. And it's now in it's now the Ukraine. Yeah. Or you. Sorry. Ukraine. Not you. The Ukraine. Yeah. Mm. I was sorry. I was trying to like parse out that political difference between saying the Ukraine and Ukraine. But. Ukraine's more of a region. Ukraine's a country. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I've definitely been keeping my eye on this. Um, I never thought I would live to see an impeachment. I don't know. And now there's people who've seen three. I, yes, this is my second one. But I think, I first of all, he's not going to get convicted in the Senate. And then I will predict he will be impeached again on something else. Well, that's if he gets three of us. Unless he resigns. Do you think he'll get reelected? If he, yes, I do. Really? I do. I'm not happy about it, but the Democrats are eating themselves from the inside out. So if he he survives the Senate vote, then yeah, he'll definitely get reelected. Well, we shall see. But he's moving to Florida. He's now Florida man. Yeah. Can you talk to me about what that was? I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's OK. So he's changed his tax return residency to Florida from New York, from New York. Now, my my belief and Cuomo's belief and uh, you pick a Cuomo. It doesn't matter because they're in agreement. Uh, is this is sort of like a, a legal evasive maneuver because the SDNY is on the hunt for his tax return mm-hmm. because he's committed so many frauds in the state of New York. But see, here's the thing is you can move to Florida. That's fine. But they're still going to they're still going to bring charges against you for fraud in New York because you were, in fact, a resident of New York at the time. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a dipshit. 
And he never listens to anybody. His legal advisor, he never listens to anybody. His legal advisor would have been like, it doesn't really actually matter if you go to Florida or not. Florida is Trump's happy place. He's now, we now have Florida man as president of the United States. Don't be mean to Florida. I love Florida. Uh, I'm not. No, girl. I'm talking like I have a Google alert for Florida man <laughs> and Florida woman. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with all the crazy news, like the crazy news that comes out of Florida. One of my most cherished holiday memories was last year. We, we Thanksgiving in Florida. Uh, we have some friends oh, that's right, at, a, yeah, at a retirement community uh-huh. outside of Naples, which is like a ridiculous town. Yeah. It's like old rich people as far as the eye can see. Old rich white people. And, uh, and Jewish people. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all from New York. It's so bizarre. Like <laughs> half the people at the Thanksgiving dinner are from Long Island. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, what? I know. It's like I didn't even leave. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my friend and I uh, were like the two, we're like the daughters. Mm-hmm. So we hang out. And we'd gotten a massage, and we went to a Walmart, bought a 30 <gasps> rack. You went to a Walmart in Florida? Oh, my God. And then you, we, there like, evidence of we this? popped the trunk, and we sat in the back of the car drinking 30 racks in the parking lot. This is what I'm talking about. It was so good. This is what comes out of Florida, right? So you'll be doing that, and then some guy on <laughs> Flacco will come by and try and eat your face. <laughs> come on. I'm so excited, and I love it because I always take a week off for Thanksgiving so I can just go and bask. <laughs> and I'm eating like these like deep fried shrimp on the beach, oh, like I know. with all these like old people. It's yeah. I want to retire to Florida. I tell you, that's where it's at. I uh, I'll be in New Orleans. Come for a visit. New Orleans is fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, but uh, so uh. Our our music episode is kind of like political protest, impeachment, Trump moving to Florida themed. Rage. Rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're just gonna kick that off now. Draft dodging. <laughs> yeah, there's a Bone lot of spurs. There's a lot of like Vietnam War I dive yeah, I dove deep into the CCR Seeping catalog in. last night. <laughs> and actually to start it out, we're gonna listen to Fortunate Son. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Mine too. I always play it on the 4th of July really obnoxiously. This is Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. And if you like this song, go to a dive bar. It's on the jukebox.
And that is uh, Fortunate Son with Credence Clearwater Revival. So good. Next up. uh, All right. So the way that we've planned the song list is we're going to take you through the journey of, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like the mind of someone who's kind of like going through some shit. So just keep that in mind. It kind of reflects current political climate and my week's mood (laughs) (laughs) well next up we have straight to hell excellent (laughs) by the clash just you know in case people don't
play mind craze banjo On the doggy drag rag time USA In Parkland International Junkie dumb USA Where pro came through is the purest rock man groove and rat poison The volatile Molotov says it up loud and strong the immigrants they wanna sing all night long it could be anywhere most likely could be any frontier any hemisphere in no man's land So I think you can see pretty easily why I picked that song. It's uh-huh. very blatantly anti-war. Um, specifically, I think they're talking about the Vietnam War. And it's interesting because uh, that song really talks about like the effect of like when soldiers go to a different country, there is a certain amount of assimilation that happens on their part, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's prolonged. Right. So during the Vietnam War, you had a lot of soldiers who were marrying local women and then they'd have a family. And then depending on how the relationship went, a lot of times the soldiers would just go back to America. Yeah. And some, some of them stayed. Yeah. Some of them also stayed there. I think that's probably or quite good. At least stayed in, you know, Southeast Asia. And actually, there is a King of the Hill episode about this. Is there really? Yeah. Because his dad was uh, stationed in, I think, Japan or somewhere is like the um, like the Pacific Front during World War Two. Yeah. And so Hank meets his uh, stepbrother because uh, his dad had a family. That's crazy. In one of the countries that he was positioned. Yeah. So anyway, um, and now this next one. Uh, all right. So we're like moving through. We have this like poor kid, fortunate son, can't afford to not go to war. And then, of course, we have straight to hell. Now we have Twilight Zone mm. by a golden earring. Mm-hmm. And can you explain just a little bit about why you picked this song? <laughs> um, well, I was feeling some kind of political way yesterday. With the impeachment and Trump moving to Florida and not understanding why people aren't angry that our democracy is in peril. Yeah. So we've entered, you could say. So I am now living in the fucking Twilight Zone.
Twilight Zone golden earring. So good. Get in your car. All right. Turn it up. Roll down the windows. <laughs> Next up, we have Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, girl. Guns and Roses. We don't even need to describe this one.
Welcome to the jungle. Yes, girl. Feeling it this week. <laughs> yeah, you are. These are some like very like spicy <laughs> know, like, tracks. Rage texting you last night. <laughs> this one or this one. Maybe this one. I don't know. Eat. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think of. So when we're playing music, Meg and I are just sitting here shooting the shit. And um, the band that I wanted to uh, give a shout out to was <clears throat> Complete Change of Topic. Explosions in the sky. That's oh. my like when I'm feeling like all like starry eyed and like uh, I can do anything. Yeah, mood. Best one. <laughs> um, they are best known for um, influencing the score of Friday Night Lights. Okay. Uh, mine would have to be Joan Jett. <laughs> if, if I'm in that kind of take on it, I can take on anything kind of mood. It's me and Joan Jett. Oh, we're so different. <laughs> <laughs> okay um now this one i really love because it just reminds me of the big lebowski it's so good right it is uh just dropped in by kenny rogers that's so good i love this song so much <laughs> up this morning with the sundown shining in I found my mind in a brown paper bag but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high I tore my mind on a jagged sky I just dropped in See what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. I watched myself crawling out. As I was crawling in I got up so tight I couldn't unwind I saw so much I broke my mind I just dropped in To see what condition My condition was in I said I just dropped in to 
to see what condition my condition is. And we're back. Uh, that is the Big Lebowski. Yes, dude. The rug really tied the room together. <laughs> All right. And then our last song is going to be uh, Scandal. Uh, it's going to be Goodbye to You. Um, In honor of Trump moving to Florida. <laughs> is this Patty Smith? Or the impeachment. We're not sure yet. <laughs> More later. And um, thank you so much for joining us on Crime Talk BK. We're here every week on Saturdays from 11 a.m. to noon mm-hmm. with all of your crime and criminal justice news. Next week, we'll, we, will, we will be committing a murder on the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, although during Christmas, we should have like a gingerbread eat-a-thon where we just snap all the heads off. Can you just bake them without the heads? That like... <laughs> or hold, they're holding their own head? <laughs> this is cute. You know... Um, <laughs> So I'm in this like witchy Facebook group and uh, we all did like a gift exchange. Mm-hmm. And so I got this like book on herbs or whatever. And then I got a gingerbread man that is like a little skeleton. Cute. Like a little print. Was it delicious? No, I actually haven't ever used it. Oh, oh, it was the cutter. Yeah, like okay. the cutter. I thought it was like the actual cookie. But it has a, it's like a stamp. Yeah. So you can take your white frosting and like ice in the little skeleton. Aww. Yeah, he's yep. real cute. All right, and uh, with that, is hard to make. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. I was going to try a gluten-free version, but now I might just wait until Trader Joe's like, <laughs> hands me a mix. <laughs> All right, our last song of the day is "Goodbye to You."